Hello, hello. Welcome to Pish Posh Pages, your favorite no-strings-attached book club podcast. Here's how it works. I'll release short podcast episodes after I finish books. There's no set schedule, no required reading, and no rules. I want to turn my solo activity of reading into more of a conversation. I love hearing other people's thoughts and opinions on books, so now you'll get mine too. <laughs> Looking for book recs? Want to know my big takeaways from my recent reads? Want to hear what I loved or hated about the last book I read? You'll find out all that here at Pish Posh Pages. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm excited to have you a part of the club. Now, let's talk books. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Pish Posh Pages with Lindsay Smith. That's my name now. Okay, so in this episode, I am talking about a thriller called The Quarry Girls by Jess Laurie. This is my second book I've read by Jess Laurie. The first one I read was Unspeakable Things. This book is extremely similar to that book. And I'm going to share a low rating review, a high rating review, and tell you where I fall on the spectrum of how much I like this book. It is a thriller, and I'm just so glad that I read a thriller. It has been a little bit for me. The last thriller I read was These Silent Woods, and that was not really a thriller. So before that, the last thriller I read was The Silent Woman by Minka Kent, and that was okay, but it was not incredible. I would not say this book was incredible either, but it was good. It was fast-paced. I read it really quickly, and that's all I really wanted. I wanted something that just drug me in and just kept me going. So that's what I got from this book. Uh, it is a new release, and it is on Kindle Unlimited. It came out November 1st, and now it's December 29th. So, uh, I mean, not super new release, but pretty new in the whole range of things. And it is, like I said, on Kindle Unlimited. I think her last book, uh, Unspeakable Things, that I just said, that is also on Kindle Unlimited. I think she has quite a few on Kindle Unlimited, so that's nice. So this book is about some young girls in the 70s who were living in kind of a suburban town and there is a there's some crimes happening some kidnappings some murders and they are all geared towards young girls in the area and the cool thing about this book is and with the last book i read by jess is that the um, the younger crowd, the younger generation, is the one who kind of takes the lead in solving these crimes because there is corruption with the police force, with the priests, in the like any male figure of authority was not to be trusted, and so we've got people, uh, like I said, in the police force. Uh, her the main character, her dad is the DA. Um, so we get a little bit, that's why we have more insider knowledge about what's going on there. And it is pretty sad. Our main character, two of her friends are, I'm not going to spoil anything. I always have to say that. Two of her friends are involved in the situation and we find out, you know, more and more like, what is going on? Who are taking these girls? Why are they taking them? What's, why can't we catch these people? Etc. Um, I might do spoilers at the at the very end because I actually want to share something about it, but I don't want to spoil. I really enjoyed the way that Jess wrote about the seventies, and 
Uh, there's definitely pieces of the book that I just loved, like just talking about what they were wearing and what they were doing and what they were eating. They're eating TV dinners. And it just, it, it was a well-written book. Uh, I think some people get annoyed and I read critiques of this in the other book I read. I'm sorry. They're just so similar. I have to uh, kind of talk about both of them at the same time. Because some people do not like that it is written from someone younger's perspective and in their voice and in their language and kind of that, uh, I would say most of the time when you're looking at thrillers, you're looking at it from an adult point of view where these are freshmen in high school and yeah, so they're like 14, I believe, 14, 15. So that is kind of our age range of the girls and we find out what these dark secrets of the town of Pantown are. So that's a very, very brief look into the book. It's so hard to talk about thrillers without giving spoilers, but I'm, I'm not going to give spoilers. I will give some criticism at the end, um, but I will not give spoilers. So there you go. I'm going to share with y'all a one-star review and a five-star review that I found on Amazon. Um, and then we'll, we'll see where I land on the spectrum because I did enjoy this book. It was definitely, definitely not the best thriller I've ever read. Same with the one I read before from her, but I knew it would be an easy read. I think these books are kind of a mix between YA and a thriller. They're definitely not fully young adult books, but the way they're written makes it kind of easy to read because they have the voice from younger characters narrating them, if that makes sense. But it, it's definitely serious stuff in here. Okay, here is a one-star review. We're going to start with that. Subject line is not a great book. This was not a very good book. The writing was odd. I guess the author was trying to capture 1970s dialogue. Also, the narrator was supposed to be a sophomore in high school, but her thoughts and language came across as some much younger. It also seems that the author had ideas and plot ideas for like four different books and just crammed them all into one book. Character motivations weren't explained and the ending was not satisfying. Halfway through, I thought to myself, this isn't a very good book, but kept reading it anyway because I am stubborn. <laughs> so I disagree with the thought about like four different books in one. I mean, the people after these girls, it was kind of a serial attack, meaning more than one attack. So I didn't think that was weird. But I do agree with the ending not being satisfying. I'll talk about that after I read our five-star review. Here's the five-star review. Subject line, gripping. It took me a few chapters to sink into this book. I had it in my head that it was a true crime story, so the storytelling threw me off for a while. That's a me problem, though. Nothing to do with the book itself. The characters and story are unconventional in a refreshing way. It keeps you guessing most of the time, which is also new and neat. Um, that is not new or neat in a thriller. Like, you're always supposed to be guessing in a thriller. Duh. Anyways, okay, sorry. Moving on. I was only able to figure out one plot point long before it occurred in the story. Having figured it out did nothing to ruin the story, however. I had no idea it would spin out from there. Another interesting surprise. In short, this was a thrilling, innovative, quick read. It conveys meaningful lessons and deep emotions. I recommend it. Okay. I got, this is why I read this review. I have to talk about this. Before I get into my 
other critiques about the ending. Let's talk about my critiques at the very beginning of the book. The book started with a note from the author talking about her childhood experience living in a town where there were serial killers attacking girls. And then we get into the book and there are serial killers, kidnappers, etc. attacking girls, young girls, same age grade, same age, whoa, same age range and... Uh, same kind of small town atmosphere in the Midwest and same time frame. So this is not this person's me problem with the book. This is, I, I had an issue with this too. Like, are you trying to tell the story of what happened in your town or are you making a fiction story? It was definitely a fiction story. And the, 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 the excerpt or the note from the author in the beginning, it was a long note. It was multiple pages. So it wasn't just like a little blurb here. It was like a long note giving kind of some history of particular people who had attacked young girls. So I was just like, that was really annoying in the beginning of the book when you're trying to learn about the characters and you have this in the back of your mind and trying to attach like what is real versus what is fake. And I totally understand where this person came from in her review. Even though she gave a five-star review, I, I agree. It was confusing with the true crime element. I think that note should have gone at the end. I really, really do. I think it would have helped a lot more. It was just... I love that the author gave that information saying, you know, this kind of stuff actually happened. This is why I was inspired to write this book. But the... Oof... In the beginning, it was just not the right spot for that at all because it became very confusing in those first couple chapters. After a while, you get past it, but that was annoying. My other gripe with the book, like I said, I did enjoy it, but I do have some gripes with it. My gripe with the book was the ending was not satisfying. There was a lot of pieces in the book that made you question multiple characters. Um, some of their friends, some people of authority, and then we just found out who was doing the bad stuff and it was not exactly satisfying because there was a lot of people doing bad stuff but only one or two or three people I'm not gonna spoil it but I did not think everyone got justice at the end and that is understandable because I'm sure where the author came from there was m multiple people involved in this kind of criminal behavior and not everyone got in trouble for it, but it wasn't satisfying. But sometimes life isn't satisfying and justice is not always served. So I wasn't sure if that's why she ended it like that or what, but I will agree the ending was a little unsatisfying. I rated it four stars out of five in Goodreads. Uh, just like my quick end of Kindle, just a star rating, no like writing or anything. Uh, I, I like Jess's writing. I like her style. I like this kind of trope of these younger people taking down the adults who are doing bad things, but it's not incredibly well written, but it, it's good. Like I said, it's kind of a cross between YA and a thriller. For whatever reason, that's how I feel about it but I did like it. I really did. I will read another book by Jess Laurie for sure. I, there's something about her I really like. It's She's definitely not my favorite, but she's somebody I enjoy. So those are my thoughts on the book. Uh, I don't think I spoiled anything. 
I really hope not. And I wanted to share a couple more things because I read three other books that I will not be doing a full podcast episode on. And here is why. So the first one is called Silent No More by Aaron Fisher and Mike Gillum. This is a book, um, content warning here, we're going to be talking about some child sexual abuse. I'm not going into depth on it, but that's what the book is about. Uh, Silent No More is a memoir of sorts written by Aaron Fisher and his therapist, or his psychiatrist, excuse me, and there are little glimpses um, from his mother in there as well. Aaron Fisher was one of Jerry Sandusky's victims. If you are unaware of Jerry Sandusky, he worked for Penn State University in football, athletics. He was a prominent man in the area and he was pedophile and abuser and it was horrible, the things that he did. If you do not want to read this book, that's totally fine. I completely understand. It's not the most well-written book, but I wanted to read this book because one of my favorite documentaries of all time is actually following this case, the takedown of Jerry Sandusky, um, the aftermath with Joe Paterno, Penn State football, all of that. And my one of my favorite documentaries is called Happy Valley. Fantastic documentary about sports and this true crime aspect and everything. So incredible, incredible documentary. Uh, so that's why I wanted to read this book as well. It came out a long time ago. And when I was reading the different reviews for it, like a one star and a five star, like I usually do, it just made me really um, upset because there was a lot of people in there who did not believe Aaron. And there was also a lot of, I just, it was not right for a full episode. But if this kind of book is something you're interested in, um, once again, it's called Silent No More. And it, it was fine. It was not incredible. It really, I read a lot of really, really dark books, fiction and nonfiction, memoirs, thrillers, true crime. I read some pretty horrible stuff. And this one, after I got done reading it, I felt so disgusting and it was not even a very graphic book at all. It, I was very surprised it was not graphic in describing the abuse, but after reading it, I felt so sick to my stomach and it really, really affected me. So those are my thoughts on that one. Um, it was, it was interesting to read. The next one, since I wanted to read something that was completely different from that, I needed something that was not a thriller, no crime. I needed something lighthearted and I never read Christmas books. I never do. I see them all over bookstagram and I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks super cheesy. Well, I read two Christmas books, Christmas romances. The first one was The Plight Before Christmas by Kate Stewart. I read another book by Kate Stewart earlier this year, Flock, and I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> But I thought I'd give Kate Stewart another chance because she writes some good steamy scenes, but uh, the kind of, I don't even know what to call it, supernatural aspect or the fantasy aspect of Flock was so stupid to me. Uh, but this one was not supposed to be supernatural at all. It is about a girl who goes to her family cabin for Christmas. Her brother invites her old boyfriend from college 
it's a will they, won't they, uh, college lovers, you know, years and years later, are the enemies to lovers a little bit, like, hooking up, you know. It was good, it was fine, it was exactly what you would expect from a Christmas book. It was not too cheesy, but there was still definitely cheese there. Um, the thing with holiday romance is, like, I just cannot... Like, some of these that are called, like, The Grump Who Saved Christmas, or I don't even know, like, Saving Mr. Grinch or Scrooge, and, like, I have not read any of those. No shame to you if you do, but I just cannot. Like, the small town girl who loves Christmas meets the grumpy guy who hates Christmas, and they fall in love. Like, I could not read those. This one was not really like that. There, It was more of, like a like, a history between the two people, more so than the Christmas aspect, and I liked it. The Plight Before Christmas. It was good, fine, whatever. Uh, the next one I read, the reason this one is not getting a full episode is because it was a short book and it was pure smut erotica and I really enjoyed it. I will say that. Uh, the Plight Before Christmas also, like, definitely some, some steamy scenes in there, but not very many. And the other thing with that, it was like a Christmas one, so I wasn't gonna do a full episode and release it after Christmas. Not gonna do a full episode on this one. Tangled in Tinsel by Trelina Pucci, uh, because it was pure smut erotica. Like, I cannot do a full episode on it. I just cannot, but it was so good. <laughs> uh, you can look up what it's about, but it's just smut, 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 smut. And it was, yep, yeah, it's a good one. Steamy, steamy. <laughs> so those are the other three books I read. I didn't want to do a full episode on any of them for very different reasons, but... If you have any suggestions for me to read in the new year, you can always let me know on the multiple platforms. On Bookstagram, I'm at Pishposh Pages. You can go to my website, pishposhpodcast.com. You can leave me a note there. Um, you can also email me, pishposhpages at gmail.com, and leave me your recommendations. I think my goal for 2023, holy moly, will also be 52 books. And this is my last episode of 2022. Even if I read one or two more books in these next couple of days, those episodes will come out in the new year. So thank you so much for growing with me over this past year. I really, really enjoyed sharing my books with you. And whether we connected um, on Bookstagram or wherever, I am just so thankful for you. I hope you loved whatever you read this year. I hope you read some good ones, maybe some bad ones, and we can laugh about it. <laughs> they're, they're not all good, and that's okay. And I hope you have some great reading coming for you in 2023. If you want to give me an end-of-year present, you can always go on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, write me a note on there. That would be amazing, but you don't have to. Thank you wherever you're listening, whether it's your web browser, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all those places. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For the last time, I hope you're enjoying whatever it is you are reading right now and I will be back next time to talk about more books. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pish Posh Pages. If you loved it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or just share wherever you listen to podcasts. Also follow our bookstagram, Instagram, whatever you want to call it, at Pish Posh Pages for more book talk. We want to have more people in our No Strings Attached book club. I'm so glad that you were here and we'll be talking about more books next time. See you soon and happy reading.